Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.
Hello everyone and welcome to Streetway Wheel. This is episode 100. Haha. <laughs> How are we, Paul? Are we well? Uh, but freaked out with your mad voice, your mad radio voice. It's because it's episode 100 here at Streetway Wheel. <laughs> 100 episodes, mate. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, I'm just looking up the, the sponsorship. Fuck argue. Fuck Alan argue, we're not doing it right now. This is episode 100 in the studio today. Before I got into the fucking office, two XL bully dogs came up to me and I done that. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> and they scampered. They scampered away. They shot up. I done that. Let me take my hat off for a second, gentlemen. Let's go. <laughs> Aye, I need... Can you help me? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Does Alan argue, Dave? Help. Um, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> so the sponsor for this week's episode has, has been... How long's Alan been sponsoring the podcast for now, man? It's been a good 20 weeks, maybe? Something like Maybe. Something I... mental. But the repeat sponsor, Alan Argue and Arguing Co. Legal. Um, Arguing Co. Legal are a, a Glasgow-based law firm and have offices in George Square. They can assist you with most legal issues, but if they can't and you make an inquiry, they will go out their way to put you in the right direction to someone who can help you, which you can't ask any further on that. So if you have any legal issue, please contact Arguing Co. Legal. Their main area of expertise is personal injury claims. So if you have been in a car accident or injured at work, they will get you the maximum compensation that you deserve. The main difference between Arguing Co. Legal and the big law firms that you see and hear advertising on the TV and radio is their level of customer service and their approachability. They genuinely treat you like a friend or family member. And I can attest to that because I was in a car accident uh, 2020, what year are we on? 2023? Yeah. 2022. And Alan helped me with a particularly difficult claim. Now, the other side were being really, really tough and trying to get all this and all that and blah, blah, blah. But Alan kept me informed, made sure that everything got to the other side really quickly and ultimately got me the maximum compensation. And I couldn't have been happier with the service that I got. So... 100% that is true. They just treat you like a normal person. And um, I absolutely. So they have a different range of funding options, including no win, no fee. But if you do have to pay a fee on your case, if you quote straight white whale, you will get a discount. You can't ask any further on that. So please contact Arguing Co. Legal on 01413784145. They have their website, which is arguingcolegal.co.uk. That's A-R-G-U-E-A-N-D-C-O.co.uk. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or they are based at 9 George Square, Golf to 1QQ. Thank you very much, Alan. We really appreciate your sponsorship. And listen, guys, this podcast, we love doing this. Um... But if you would like to help keep the lights on here, you can go to patreon.com forward slash straight white whale. You'll get an extra podcast. Now, I was going to say the usual spiel was we would give them an extra podcast every fortnight, but you'll get extra podcasts, right? You also get the monthly funny bunch, which is just today uploaded. So if you exclusively are a member to straight white whale on Patreon, you get to watch the funny bunch shows, which are selling out 
literally the days that they go on sale so you're hard to get tickets this podcast basically it's a system of like being sound so see if you can't afford to keep the lights on help us and help fund us you can go to spotify you can listen to the podcast for free but there are a bunch of people who help us keep the lights on and they do that through patreon so it's less than a starbucks coffee a month it's five pounds patreon.com forward slash straight white whale you can send us messages you can call us pricks you can do what you want just please help us keep the lights on guys um and hi merry christmas merry christmas <laughs> thank you very much paul like thank you for doing that very professional episode 100 a couple of about two weeks ago it was our two-year birthday onwards and upwards i want to apologize for the xl bully <coughs> community hey. because i know one that breastfeeds i know one that breastfeed a wane and saved its life so that's pure shite um <laughs> also we need to mention the live podcast show we couldn't do the live podcast show this year due to that time of year christmas family commitments and stuff so we had to just move it towards next year everybody understands but there's a few there's quite a lot of people messaging me asking me what's happening so we apologize um but there will be a live podcast one day Glasgow Comedy Festival, Edinburgh Fringe, and we'll look into doing it maybe next year. So that will be coming, but me and Paul, we don't want to do a show that might not be 100% because the funny bunches are going so well and we don't want to rush into the live uh, podcast show. So we'll, we'll get there in the end. So hopefully that's good. Yeah, we're waiting for the Glasgow Comedy Festival. But yeah. basically what's happened is, is that Darren puts so much... We had a conversation the other week and he was like, ah, Paul, you can't be shy. You just can't... Like, my career's gone so well. I'm Billy Big Boss on TikTok. <laughs> the, <t> <laughs> the funny bunches sell out literally a couple hours. Like, you can't be shy. And I've bottled up. That's basically what's happened. Yep, I pulled him aside and I said, look, Paul, you talk to me like a pig inside your studio, but see in front of a crowd, you kind of get away with that stuff, mate. It's mental anguish, it's bullying, it's uh, narcissism, it's gaslighting. Other people will phone the police on you. I can put up with that because I'm in a 12-step recovery program and I, I know how to do it. But I, basically, I'm under house arrest and I'm not allowed in the venue at that time. <laughs> but mate 100 episodes it's crazy you know if you go on any <clears throat> any ball bag podcasters page they'll be like the average podcast doesn't get past 10 episodes so if you get past 10 episodes you're in the top one percent hmm. smug face but 100 episodes mate i would say that we are in the 0.01 percent of podcasts not yeah. a lot get here yes so congratulations likewise my friend thank you very much for your friendship your help and support it feels very surreal for me to i mean to commit to anything for that long i've never really done anything like that in life for so long and it's such a a nice thing to kind of do and it's kind of kept me accountable and it's just improved improved my life I, Started to love comedy again. Found my voice again. 
found who I was again. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've run out of ADHD meds, so if anybody's got any spare, I will suck the spunk out your fucking boss act, please. <laughs> Episode 100, yay. You need, um, you need to go and get a diagnosis, mate. Like, if, you, if you can, <laughs> if you're actually taking the meds and it helps you survive, then I would go and get... <sighs> Don't get a diagnosis for fuck's sake, please. I'll shut this bunk, get your boss sack. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the waiting list and stuff, I'll probably need to go private. Uh, ah, oh. Just emotionally blackmail a family member that's got a bit of money, mate. This uh, fucking, I'll tell you what, man, this, this mic stand does man nothing. I'm a Sony Kunko. Here, brother, gonna dip into some of that gold and get me a fucking diagnosis. Is there any psychiatrists that are members of your lodge? (laughs) (laughs) They're a wee funny handshake. Get a diagnosis. Um, Or go on the dark web mm. and order some whatever you've been taking. Or just suck the spunk out of fucking Patreon members' sacks. For a sandwich bag full of treats. Oh my god, I think I've relapsed talking about fucking. <laughs> no. I'm getting giddy talking about meds. I know. Mate, I was walking by. Uh, I mean, I know that homelessness is a, is a big problem, right? And I'm not poking fun at people being homeless. Like, why are you? Why are you? Look at that face. You're a trying to get me fucking cancelled. But I walked by. I mean, I. I I actually dispel walking through town, yeah. seeing people in tents. I mean, mate. Yeah. You go into the fucking tundra, the new man. It's ridiculous out there, man. The temperature. I went out last night. First world problems, right? Like at my flat, there's a gate that's never open, and if you order stuff off Uber Eats, they come to the gate. But if they go up the street, they can come into a private car park. So when I'm ordering Uber Eats, I'll be like, fucking go up take the first left, come into the private car park. Like, they never fucking read it. They just stand at the fucking gate. So I ordered ramen last night, and I was like, I'm going to need to go and get this. And honestly, man, I felt like my fucking feet were going to fall off, man. I had my flip-flops on. I was like, shit. So that's pure first world problems, and I'm about to talk about homelessness, man, so this is horrific. But I walked by Royal Exchange Square, and um, the guy was pure, like the homeless guy to another homeless guy was like, such and such has got like 250 blues, man. Oh. And they were like skipping down Royal Exchange Square. That'll be like you when somebody's pure. I've got 250 Adderall here. You want them? And you're going to need to give blowjobs for them, but you'll be like skipping to meet them. <laughs> um, Like, I come got a with me. Ticket. Aye. Aye. No I'm way. We started singing that at the same time now. Aye, mate. Come with me and you'll see a world of pure imagine. <laughs> you'll be like, shut up and fucking that, suck my dick, man. you be like, is that Bobby Fish Goat Squad getting gobbles? I mean, you just need to go private for 300 quid. <laughs> no, but homelessness is a bad thing. <laughs> it's a big problem. Big yeah. problem in Glasgow right now, man. Loads of tents and... Imagine being in a tent in this weather and um, fucking hell, man. Brutal. Something that I've never seen in Glasgow, mate. Tents. Popping up, but they, man, it's... I think there's a real big problem, mate. Like, huge, huge problem. Like, mental health's a huge problem. That leads to people 
you know what I mean? Like becoming nihilistic, that leads to people getting not being able to keep jobs and then they kind of keep a house and then they end up in the street, man. It's fucking horrific. Yeah. And then you get fucking ball bags on the internet being like, what fucking homelessness is a choice and yeah. fuck off, man. Grow up, you fucking arsehole. How come you can't just get a job? Uh, because they think the fucking Power Rangers are real, mate, and they need help. I walked past... <laughs> I'm not talking about myself there, by the way. Um, they, I walked past the GFT the other day and there was a young couple and they were like, you know, behind Marks and Spencers? Uh-huh. They were lying on the ground, mate, beside a bin and they were just like lying on their phone. No covers or nothing, just lying in fucking filth. Wow. And I'm like, I ended up phoning a, a number. So hopefully they went and helped them but got there's so many homeless homeless charities in glasgow like simon community and stuff and i'm like how how come people are still out in the street there, there should be beds and help but then if people have got mental health problems well i just... think that's it i think that ultimately this isn't to blame homeless people because it, it, i think ultimately it will probably always come back to addiction and mental health yeah i think that's just almost a fact I think there are places where people can go, but there's loads of gatekeeping that goes on, you know what I mean? And they, they can't use. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it'll be like, oh no, if you're doing that, you can't come in here. If you're doing this, you can't come in here. Which, if it's a charity or whatever, like you understand, but at the same, excuse me, at the same time, people are sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that, aye, it's, it's a real shame. It's uh, People, and people do do this on Twitter and on you could just be like, just do this, just do that. It's just not as simple as that. Like these mm-hmm. people, if it was as simple as that, do you not think that these people would be in a house? There's reasons why people are, are, are there. Um, and you just need to respect the fact that you're not living their life. You're not in that position. And if you did go through what they've been through, you would probably be in the exact same place as them. So don't think that your shit doesn't fucking stink either. But just at this time of year, I think if you do see somebody that's sleeping rough and, and it's, like there are plenty of phone numbers that you can phone loads of email addresses i would i would be highlighting it to try and get people help yeah do you know what i mean yeah such a fucking shame as it it's it's heartbreaking isn't it so yeah I on think. that as well mate back on give give them all a shout out if people are struggling Yes, back on site, which I will be doing a charity gig for at Blackfriars next year. The details will will be up soon, but I'm going to host a night of comedy for them and help fundraise for them because they are struggling, mate. They are overworked, underpaid. Back on site? Yeah, like most charities, mate, like most Scottish charities. There's just so many people that need help and it's just people are struggling to get help but that doesn't mean they're still providing a service yeah but um yeah i'm gonna do a comedy night for them uh back on side gave me therapy for free for seven months saved my fucking life essentially but i was lucky to have you by my side in this podcast as well and now i'm in a really good position in my life i want to give something back to them so i'll be helping them run a night in blackfriars in january and it'll be a really good night of comedy so hopefully that can with a raffle and stuff hopefully hopefully it can get them like a couple of grand or something which will be going towards essential care for people that are have got severe 
mental health problems mm-hmm. and you know suicidal thoughts and stuff yeah i mean i did i was thinking there like you're a good egg by the way for doing that and like getting back with that to a charity because i think maybe too often people maybe use services like this isn't it this isn't a slight on people i think this is just the nature of being a human being is that you get maybe like a service for people or some like a and you you just forget about it you know what i mean once you're feeling a bit better i think that's just the nature of humans like it's no slagging anybody but to keep back like that well i am the heart yes uh well i'm thinking i'm thinking out loud i'm gonna just tell tell everyone the pavilion is booked i haven't put ink to paper yet but it is the 24th of september which is a friday night and someone's dealing with the the contract for me so it will get it's getting dealt with and it's essentially confirmed but i'm thinking about when people go into the pavilion for the show that night i'll have back on side uh you know buckets and yeah cards so yeah. people can tap their card and get a fiver or Aye. whatever it might be or even just like <clears throat> posters and stuff to just like raise awareness. I don't know what venues are like, where charities coming in, but like, so if there's a thousand, hopefully, you know, if there's a thousand people there, they walk past the back on side thing and say, "What is that?" and it could help them. But I'll fi- I'll figure it figure it out when it comes. But get that in the diary, mate. Twenty fourth of September. Unreal, mate. That's going to be some night. That's going to be absolutely amazing. And I think the way that you're going. If- with a funny bunch and your TikTok and your social media, I think it will be sell out, you know, let's try and fucking sell this bastard yeah. out. Thank you very much, mate. I'm looking forward to it. The next funny bunch has sold out the 17th of December. Larry Dean is headlining and uh, we're going to be taking it to another venue, mate. It's outgrown Blackfriars. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if it's TikTok. I mean, obviously I know it's a good show. Mm-hmm. But something's happened, and I can't quite pinpoint it. It's it you, must... yeah. It's you, hundred percent. The faces that I see there are all like you're like, oh, that that'll be. I know them for TikTok. I know that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It's you. I think it's 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 your thing, and it's you wow. that's drawn people in. Because like it's like a fucking party on a Sunday night. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much, mate. Well, I'm taking it to another venue next year. I'm I'm keeping it at Blackfriars in Glasgow and I'm doing one in Edinburgh. Oh right. So you're gonna keep it at Blackfriars yep. as well. Yep. That's good, mate, because um shout out to Chris at Blackfriars, but good cunt. That's a great venue, man. And not only that, like uh not to mention any names, you know what I mean? Um but there's venues out there that rip the cunt out of people just because they've got a name and Blackfriars has it has got a name yeah. do you know what I mean in Glasgow I've seen so many people in there Glasgow comedy festivals and stuff so he's got a name um, but he does such a good deal for people like see if anybody's thinking about putting on a night whether it be a DJ night or like a band night or whatever like that go and contact Chris at Blackfriars man because it's not going to be that good a deal forever do you no. know what I mean? And I'm not going to say what the deals are like, but going uh, if you're putting a night on for anything, charity events, man, Blackfriars, go for it, man. Yeah. Um, Chris is a really good guy. He's, he puts a lot of effort. He's invested a lot of money in making the venue better, and, and he continues to do that. So, aye, man, that's yeah. class. And it's good that you'll maybe do two nights, one in Glasgow, one in Edinburgh. Yep. And I'm, I'm pushing, you know, it's amazing to work with somebody like Chris. The guy loves comedy, and it's, it's nice to be around. 
and Blackfriars is a special venue. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking it to Edinburgh and I might try and pop some others up on the road, like one night in Dundee, one night in Aberdeen and just book people like Jack and Dean, like Jack Trainer and stuff and just do the funny bunch and take the same comedians on the road, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to f- just think out loud. Right, and then I'll it's a good idea. do what you do with Gary and I'll just... Take me on the road a bit, book you. Get, book you in. Get a Chinese everywhere I go. Aye. Look, mate, I can't pay you, right? But is it all right if I just get you boiled rice and gravy? I'd take that, by the way. That's why I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing gigs for boiled rice and gravy. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I genuinely had the greatest Chinese in Lanark when I was in Lanark with Gary. There was a place, I wonder if I could, if I could find that. Well, that takes us to our next question, mate. I'm going to ask you, how have you been? What have you been up to? But I'm getting a hard done. Here. Talking about... <laughs> you, you on the verge of telling me about Chinese food. Let me have Lanark Memorial Hall, and it was right across the road. Where is it? China Chef. <laughs> a totally, totally non-distinctive name for a Chinese takeaway, but it's Ten St Leonard Street, Lanark. Um, they did a basically like a spring roll filled with Chinese chicken curry. Oh, oh my fucking god, mate! It was unreal. Their satay sauce was unreal. Their salt and chili chips was unbelievable. You look really happy there. Yeah, <laughs> giddy. I hope you're reminiscing there I mate my mouth's pure watering um, but one of the greatest Chinese I've ever had in my life the big massive chicken ball no it's it's a spring roll oh right okay, okay. Well, a huge spring roll yeah so yeah. it's like what, what, it's like a like a pancake filled with Chinese chicken curry and stuck in a deep fat yeah. fryer can't get any further on that but I unbelievable that sounds amazing mate and how how have you been <laughs> what have you been up to um, well I was I was best man at my mate's wedding on Saturday. But I've got a bone to pick with him because it was supposed to be a surprise 40 for my mate. And so uh, my mate's girlfriend, it's Lindsay that's took the 40s at the Funny Bunch before, like you know them, like Lindsay and Darn, right? So I think they've been engaged for a while and there's been chatty a wedding. There was chatty a wedding maybe pre-COVID and then as as is what happened with a lot of people was is that, you know, the COVID hit, plans get put in the back shelf, and then you're trying to pick them back up. I think their their whole dream was to get married up at uh Anila Lewis. What's it called? Like Wick and Harris and all that. Harris. He's got family in uh, Darren's got ha- uh, family in Harris and they wanted to go to Harris and stuff like that, but I think it was just, I don't know what the reasoning was, but basically Lindsay had been organising a surprise 40 for Darn. So the chat was, we're all going to have dinner at four o'clock. We need to meet here at this venue. I'm like, cool. So I get there, go to the taxi, go up to the function suite, function suite shop. I'm like, fuck it, go through to the bar. Some people there that I know that's family. Sean was working until six, so she was getting there later. It's like four o'clock. But Darn's motor was there, and I was like, what's his fucking motor doing here? Like, he must, they must be, I don't know, I was just like, whatever. We get into the pub, and I'm like, to the guy, can I get a pint of Guinness? And he's like, he's only allowed any any drinks. And I was like, what? What are you fucking talking about, mate? Like, we're here for a fucking party. Like, 
serve me a pint and the guy was like I'm not allowed to serve you you need to wait till you get through to the venue so I'm like half kicking off like that what the fuck and then so about 15-20 minutes later the guy comes in and he's like right we're ready you can get through for your meal and I'm like, I'm like ah, what the fuck's going on here man Lindsay's nowhere to be seen like we got outside and I heard a piper and I was like ah, he's f- I, there was just something <laughs> in my head I was like ah, they're getting fucking married we walked around and the two of them were stunning there she was stunning in her dress and he was stunning in his kilt and honestly mate I'm no I'm no ashamed to say it see Darren's like my brother he's like a brother to me see as soon as I seen him man I just started greeting I was just like oh my god it was just overwhelming yeah I think like when you get told that somebody's going to get married you have time like here's the date you've got time to process it you have a stag do you have loads of stuff but it was like in an instant boom it's happening right yeah. right now it was just like in shock but so that's what happened i got there and they were like i got up to them i was like i can't believe you are doing it and he was like you need to come to, you need to stay to one side like you're involved and honestly mate i was wearing trainers amazing i was like in pure casuals jeans trainers jeans trainers I'd, I'd like i'd bought nice jeans i'd bought a nice shirt and all that but i was pure super cash like pure super you couldn't get any more casual so i was like ah, like I, what, what what do you want me days like i want like best man duty like come up to the the altar with the rings when they call for the rings and i was like mate i'm in trainers like <laughs> You're stunning. He was he'd like a fucking Viking braid. He's got long hair like he'd a Viking braid. He had a fucking full kilt, like full regale. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, I can't stone at your altar with you in a fucking pair of trainers, but we did it. Um there was no speeches that were like we wanted to take the pressure out of it. And it was actually a really beautiful night, you know what I mean? But see, because only they two and her mum and his mum knew there was so much shock like everybody was in shock like his aunties his cousins like everybody was just greeting because it was really shocking it was like really emotional um but it was it was a beautiful day it was very them and i love that they got to do it the way that they wanted to do it because yeah. i think like you know there are people in his family but they won't they won't listen to this podcast i think there was a few people that i sort of noticed were a wee bit upset yeah that they didn't know like annoyed a bit I, I don't know if I would go as far as I think they were just upset that they so there was a few people or there was a few important people that missed it because they were late so I think there was a there was a, I could see a few people a wee bit you know but ultimately you know I've not spoke to them since and, I, and I'll talk to them I don't think they should give a fuck I don't think they should give two fucks like yeah. it's it's your wedding like if you decide to go to Vegas if you decide to go to the fucking registry office if you date your own way it's your yes. wedding to the person that you love you know maybe your mum and not like i get it like but if you if you want to do that if you want to surprise everybody if you it was after the dust has settled and i stopped being pissed off about the fact that i wasn't in a kilt i was like this has been beautiful yeah and i love it for them because they got to date their own way and it's about them it's not about anybody else you know what i mean what would you be like if he was like no no you have to do a speech oh well mate i was get up i was I was ready. <laughs> I, I went up to him after the thing and went, I'm already, I already know what I'm going to say in my speech. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose I could, so like, I fuck it, do you know what I mean? I've got, I had a, I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Like a couple of stories. Um, But basically I met Darn because his mom and dad used to let everybody smoke hash in their house. 
Yeah. That was the reason that I met him, right? And I went up to his... So, remember the old, like, like an old tea close? Yeah, yeah. It would be like the corner close was like a shape, shape like a tea. He stayed in a tea close and see when you went up the stairs to, when you came up the stairs in the close, his, his bedroom was on the wall and the close so you went in the front door and then you went right back on yourself to go in so as you came up the stairs his bedroom was right there there was an actual bit of the wall that had been chipped away for people chapping the wall wow because he's we were 16 15 16 and his mom and i let you bevy let you you know what i mean and let you just sit and people maybe people like ah, what man that's a fucking disgrace it was done in that sort of like you'll date in here so yeah. that you don't fucking date out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. His mom and dad, his dad was a drummer, played in bands that were really kind of liberal, I suppose. I killed her. Exactly. Mm. But, all right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I love, I love Darn Star, um, but he was uh, very <clears throat> much a Glasgow da. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, used to come in and just rip the cunt out of you and stuff like that. But that was how I met him. And um, the 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 wee story that I was I was going to say was is that me the first time me and that's like a love story I'm going to say the first time that me and him were like alone in his room was the first time that we both ever watched an episode of Family Guy. Wow! So quite like culturally significant. It was like quarter past fucking three in the morning it's like bbc2 it was an episode of family guy and the twos were just pushing ourselves laughing and then obviously like family guy went on to become fucking something pure massive but that's kind of like you know like that was like a wee story i was going to tell it was the episode where you ever seen the episode of family guy where peter's pure there's like a bit where i think lois says to meg why don't you just put your fingers down your throat and make yourself sick as a way to lose weight? Yeah. Great, right? Fucking bulimia. But Peter, like, it just goes to Peter's face and he's like looking at the pair of them and he just goes like that. And before it even gets to his lips, he goes, <clears throat> and like spews in his mouth. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first thing that we see. We're just fucking pushing ourselves laughing. But, mate, seeing that guy play drums for the first time, it was like love at first sight for me. Yeah. Because that was how I ended up really best mates with him was because he played my band and he played in a wee, a, a, a wee, don't want to say that, that's pure shite, but he played in a, a covers band and we went to the Lion's Den in uh, Duke Street and he played drums and I was just like, that guy's going to be my band. There's just no two ways about it. I don't give a fuck what happens. The guy that's currently in my band is gone. And this guy's replacing him. It was like, so it was like love at first drumming or something. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I pure fell in love with him. But early years, like Darren has just continually been there for me. Yeah. And, I, and I've tried to be there for him. You know what I mean? And Darren's got like a really big family. He's got loads of cousins. He's mom and dad, you know, they stay together all the way through. He's got sisters. They're, they're really family orientated. My family's not really like that. So see, at times when I've needed him, he is always like my go-to. See, yeah. if I need to phone somebody, if I need to go to somebody's house, if I'm having a tough time, breakups, deaths in the family, like blah, blah, blah. Darren is my go-to, do you know what I mean? And like, I love him. Said he's like my brother. I know the feeling's mutual. And um, I'm actually a wee bit gutted that I didn't get today, like a yeah. speech and tell him that. Um, but I, I was going to, I was going to try and morph some stories into like 
something funny. But I think ultimately I was just going to go for the heart and just tell the guy that I just love him. Um, but they didn't want that. So I respect that. But aye, it was, it was some night, man. It was really emotional. Yeah. Um, I, I've never heard that. Hey. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Anything like that? Near we weddings. That is very one. That's one of your kind. That that's awesome. I think that's cool as fuck. I mean, they could have wore casual to make you maybe feel better, but you know, cunts fucking cutting about like a Viking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. He said that when he he went to get his kilt fitting. Obviously, like everybody's there with like four or five of their mates getting like their groomsmen, and he was there himself. And one of the guys was pure. What's going on with that? And he, was, he just tell him, he's like, oh, we're going to surprise everybody with our wedding. It's supposed to be a surprise birthday, but we're going to do a surprise wedding. And the guy was pure, I'm putting that in my speech. Brilliant. It was class, though. It was really beautiful. Do you know what I mean? But there was a lot of people there on trainers. Aye. So. <laughs> just like any other, like Easter house wedding and something. Uh, must be a darn thing. Kid, no, and I need a bird first. <laughs> yeah. um, God, well, that was a really good weekend, couple of weeks that you've had. But, right, <clears throat> so we're now, and we'll bring it back to something serious. We're now at Wednesday the 29th, mate. I am still hungover. I woke up full of fear this morning. I'm yeah. leaving Cadden on. I could have started greeting my own eyes this morning. Like, my body is oh, just, mate. like, I don't drink a lot. Like, you know, that I talk about. Guinness and I love a pint of Guinness but mate the most I ever have when me and Sean are going for a pint is two maybe three at a push yeah but I must have done I mean I know for a fact I drank five pints of Guinness but I must have done 10 12 15 Jack Daniels oh. and folks, mate. and also there was a guy there I'll no mention names who was rolling joints He's like, big man, you coming out? So it was like fucking Bob Marley's birthday party <laughs> in the fucking car park, mate. I'm not even kidding on. We were so, like, but the buzz of the day, the, like, it felt so good. And, like, our first dance was beautiful. And then me and Sean got on the dance floor and we had, like, a nice dance and blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it got me through. Yeah. And I woke up on Sunday and I was like, oh, you're just sort of, like, remembering the, the day and all that and gets you through. Monday, horrific. Tuesday, horrific. This morning, horrific. Yeah. Started to feel better maybe about an hour ago. So, alcohol, man, is the fucking devil. Yeah. The absolute, especially if you're going to consume it like that. Yeah. But it was one of the ones I drank so much here, such a long period of time. I never really felt that drunk. Felt drunk, felt merry. Was in and out, but mate, I am fucked. 
<laughs> and I think that quite maybe a bit today it was the fact that I was going out a lot and having talks so I was storming outside it was fucking freezing yeah and I had chapped lips and all that like so aye man um, smoking faster and stuff to get back inside because it's fucking freezing no because I was steaming yeah and I was enjoying it so we were storming it there like an hour at a time and all that so I think I've got, yeah. I, I don't know, man, my legs are all sore and all that, and then <laughs> fucking, you know, we don't talk about football a lot on this, but Celtic last night, man, I was just like, fuck off, man. That's made me feel worse. Yeah, Bastards. pure fuck. Although I seen the day that they went and they had an audience with the Pope, and I was like, that's made me feel better. You know, the Pope will be like, I can't wait to fuck, man, what are you doing? Brenda. <laughs> I love the fact that you've done all that exciting stuff, and like, I'm going to tell you a story that is essentially the, the exact same thing that i've just been you know we'll get guests on and then we'll do a podcast by ourselves and uh -huh. then i'll i'll be like right this is what's happened to me this week uh-huh so i find it quite comical that something's happened to me right i'll let you it. guess right you'll let me guess what's happened to you so something's happened okay i'm gonna share it with you okay. and it's i'll give you a hint very similar to what i've shared with you before regarding things that have happened to me I'll just give you a hint. Somebody try to square go you in the street or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, first oh. fucking go, mate. First guess. First guess. Shall I tell you the story? Aye, aye. So, um, aye, go for it. <laughs> I'm pure loving it. You're my best mate get married. <laughs> You're like, aye. Somebody try fucking... Right, go for it. Right, so on this podcast, I have shared three times, twice, one time I nearly get followed, I get followed home, right, mm -hmm. where I stay, and where my flat is, there is a Jehovah's Witness building and a bus stop. The first time I get followed home and I had to hide behind the bus stop. Then a couple, about two months ago, I shared a story about a guy nearly jumping me. At the exact same location. It's a dodgy bit. Yep. And at night, it's fucking dark as fuck there, so I... Well, over the weekend there, what is this? This is... Wednesday. Wednesday, so I think it was Sunday night. I went to the bus stop. I could actually hear them in my flat, like this noise, but I was confused. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? I never realised it was people arguing. So then I got to the bus stop, went home to stay with family that night, was waiting for the bus. There was four wee guys, probably between 15 to 19, and one female. They, they were all mates, but they were all paralytic drunk. Right. One guy was given a girl, the girl grief, but it was like, please don't leave me. I fucking love you. Ah! Like 19, like, 15, 16, 17 yep, year olds one? Like proper. Right. And the other three guys, to be fair, were mortified. They were like, leave her alone. Right. Get away from her. She said no. She says she doesn't want to be with you. Take the hint. And then she was getting dead grabby and all that. They were getting grabby with her. He was getting grabby with her. With her? Yep. Right. So straight away, I'm stoned in there thinking, fuck, man. I'm literally caught in the middle of this and I don't know what to do. 
So to what a couple of the boys actually seemed sound, mm-hmm. and I live right beside. I, I, I don't mean to bore you, but I just want to share you. If I'm no boring, you mean? I mean, I'm no boring. No, I need ADHD, mate. So I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I live right beside a mental health charity, and I was like, right, how can I get out of this? So I done that to one of the lads here, mate. Come here. I don't look, mate. I don't want to cause you any grief, but I work in that mental health charity and it's covered in cameras and see my boss. My boss is an absolute cunt. She's going to phone the police. And he was like, oh, cheers, mate. Sound. Proud of you, bro. He's like, thank you so much, mate. I'm sorry. Look, he's told us they're going to phone the police and they were trying to get away. And this cunt was not leaving this lassie alone. Like, unbelievable. And then, you know, she started started to cry and all that. Right. And then car you know that way cars were driving past and slowing down and I I was on the verge of being like fucking giving them horn signals aye, to like aye. phone the police. Smoke signals for the police. Aye. So then the bus came and she's walked up to me and she's like, Is that gone into the tune? We lassie, mate, she's probably fucking 15, 16, 17, right? Tiny. Mm-hmm. I've essentially grabbed her by the shoulders and fucking lifted her and put her on the bus. And then the two years walked into the bus together. And this cunt tried to get on the bus and I, I held my horn up against him. I thought, look, mate, she doesn't even want to talk to you. And then he was in my space and I lit. So this is how I know I'm mentally ill. I was thinking <laughs> about the last two times I nearly got jumped at that part. Uh-huh. So I wasn't really thinking about that guy. Uh-huh. I was thinking about the guy that followed me home. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about the guy that I feel like I get... I let away with something. Uh-huh. So th- this boy tried to get on the bus and I literally was like, get away, mate. She's no interested. And then something in me just snapped. And I, you know that Shale Sonnen video when he's like, I can't let you get close. <laughs> There's a pure meme of like two UFC fighters right. like arguing. Uh-huh. And then as soon as one of them crosses a line, Shale uh, Sonnen just fucking snaps and he just goes into self-defense mode. Right. So this wee cunt came towards us and I literally pushed him as hard as I could on my on his chest. And I was like, ah, get away, you fucking cunt. She's not interested. Uh-huh. No, the bus just went into carnage. There was drunk cunts at the back walking towards the bus driver got out. Then the wee guy pushed through the front doors. Uh-huh. Now, I really hope somebody's not seen this in the CCTV of the bus, right? Maybe it might pop up on a TikTok. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I literally was just... I just basically put my fists up and I done that. You want to go, you fucking cunt? Let's go. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> was it like the fighting Irishman where you like that? Mate, I literally done that. Let's go, you fucking cunt. And, <laughs> uh... I, it was chaos, mate. Really? It was chaos. What harmed? The three young boys essentially grabbed him and dragged him away before anything could happen. Right. And I was having drunk cunts behind me, like flinging punches out of my fucking ear, like helping us. Right, I try uh, to square go with them, yep. for you. What the fuck? And the bus driver was getting in about it as well. Every cunt, aye, that's like the pure Glasgow thing, isn't it? Pure. Yeah, like they don't know you. They don't know them. They don't know the circumstance. But there's a fight. Yep, I'm fucking getting wired in there, man. But to literally, I just done that. Putting my hands up, I was. It was quite. I, I can laugh at it now, right? But the fear to see the fear 
because I know I can't fight, right? So I was like, I need to be the bark needs to be loud here. Yes. Yes. So it was just very comical to see this wee guy's soul leave his body uh-huh. as I was like, let's go, you fucking cunt. And then the the driver went away and I sat beside this wee lassie, fucking trem- like trembling with adrenaline. Like You were? I like no, in a bad way. Aye, no, I know what you mean. Like, aye, aye, aye. aye. Just like, like, I was about to go to town with fucking uh-huh. people there. And I was just like, what age is that cunt? She was like 17. And I was like, ah, you need to phone the police on him. That's fucking wild. He's dangerous. Like, uh-huh. something bad's going to happen. And then I made sure she got off the train. Uh, at the, She got off the bus at Queen Street uh-huh. to get the train home. And I was just like, that's fucking wild, man. Glasgow's wild, mate. And then see, 10 minutes later, somebody else got in the bus and he was asking the bus driver questions. He's like, I've applied for a job and they've not got back to me. So the bus driver... first bus? I mate. And the bus driver was like, ah, you need to check the email and stuff. And there was a guy across from me that was like, ah, fucking hurry up, man. Some of you have got work today. And the bus driver turned around and he looked at me and he was like, ah, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a mad wild bastard. <laughs> Mental so there we offering go. we guys square goes on the bus, man. Let's go, cunt. <laughs> my, my voice actually went, mate, 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 let's go, you fucking cunt. <sighs> so there you go, man. Maybe be careful, mate. We guys could be a stabber. I want them to be. <laughs> You're like welcoming the madness into your life. Ah, fucking bring it on, man. Come on. I could feel myself boiling. I mean, and I'm no saying this to be, you know how you get the male fucking feminists that are weirdos? Uh I'm no saying this to be like that. You've not got a top knot? (laughs) Aye. I've not got a scented candle in the house and I'm fucking doing poetry about sexual assault. Right. (laughs) I could feel myself bubbling with rage. Because I was seeing her become upset. Uh-huh. She actually reminded me some of someone in school as well. Right. And I just seen when she was getting upset and then she was starting to cry more. I was like literally like swaying at the bus stop. Uh-huh. I was like, oh no, uh-huh. no. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to just attack every cunt. Even her. Like four of them. <laughs> the four of them are getting fucking let up. They're getting fucking let up. So I... It's so weird because I've stayed in like Springburn all my life and uh-huh. near Milton and stuff. And like there's a area in Springburn that I used to walk through every day, mate. I remember walking through a gang fight in Springburn once and literally they stopped fighting and they were like, let them through, fuck shit. Aye, man. And, you know, some wild shit. And then I move up to a area that's classed as quite posh, posh. Uh-huh. and that's happened like three or four times uh-huh. aye that bit of that bus stop at your at your flat is dodgy as fuck though yeah. that is a pure wee dark cul-de-sac do you know what i mean in yeah. the main road not so it is can be a bit like what the fuck because you know I, I mean? there's a lane right and sometimes i walk through that lane when i'm night stalking no i was kidding on i walk through the lane at night sometimes and see when i see people for that mental health charity like uh-huh. female mental health workers uh-huh. i actually grab my phone out and put the light on so I know, so hopefully they know that, all right, this cunt's putting his torch on because it's a dark alley. Maybe he's gain as a sign that I'm trying to fucking help. Aye, Do you know what I mean? Aye, of course. That's crazy, man. When did that happen? Sunday. Sunday night. Sunday night, mate. And then I went, I was getting the bus back to my mom's house and I literally walked in through the door and my mom and my dad were like, all right, son, how you doing? And I was like, aye, all right. 
like nothing happened. Aye, that's aye. <laughs> like when you used to like I used to come home for school and like two people had been stabbed and I'd get chased home after like forty cunts and I'd come through the door and my dad'd be like, How was school today? And I'd be like, Aye, all right. Would you get would the end happen like that? Nothing exciting through your room like that. I, I get threatened with an axe. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See now as a wee guy. Um, do you ever remember the bus driver that looked like Billy Conley? No, no. Somebody on Patreon, maybe. No, you, you're running about the same age. You're, you're not that much younger than me, but maybe somebody on Patreon. Oh, there was a, a notorious bus driver in Glasgow, and he looked exactly like Billy Conley. This is before, maybe before first bus. See when it used to be the, like the orange, Strathclyde, transport aye. buses and stuff like that. We used to get the 43, doing a... Like Parkhead. Yeah. And so we got a Celtic game. I think it was a Celtic reserves game. This is fucking, do you know what I mean? Wow. And we were on the 43 and we were up the top of the bus and there was loads of like fucking wee guys. There was people smoking fags and all that. And he he was notoriously off his nut. He used to just, and he, somebody said, remember on the top deck of a bus, you used to be like, so the driver could look up and there'd be like a mirror and it would show him the top deck of the bus well, we were like giving him the vicky and all that like doing because it's like <laughs> we were like shouting on him and giving him the vicky and all that and uh, he came up the stairs at one point and was like to one of my like it would look to us as a group like fucking wrap it and stop smoking and fucking you'll get popped off the bus and uh, we go to the forge so we were going to take the bus all the way around to Celtic Park but we go to the forge and he was like get off and as we were getting off, one of the wee guys for Carntine that was there was like, you fucking, you orange bastard. And he jumped out his cab, right? And he grabbed him and he went, is this orange? And he had Celtic or like CFC tattooed on his knuckles. But what he did with it is like, he grabbed him and like pushed it in his face. And the wee guy was pure, and he greeting. He was like, I'm not even punching you. And he just kept like ramming his fist into the wee guy's face, man. And honestly, like the wee guy had like knuckle, like bruised knuckle marks on his cheek. So wow. the cunt must have been pushing it right in, man. And um I like I'm sure if I remember rightly, like the guys they, like, they, it got reported and all that. Nothing happened. Yeah. You think you'd get sacked for fucking like maybe well, like ten? Well, like 10 year old do you know what I mean like wee boys and they fucking ra- like properly battered this wee guy no battered them like fucking battered into him or anything but like made them great man and the fucking wee cunt had a black eye you know? yeah. it was fucking mental psychological warfare 100% would have caused panic I mean wee guy probably getting on a bus like that <laughs> you know what I mean so PTSD I'm going to ask you then as a therapist how does it make you feel that I'm kind of on the bus driver's side I'm like fucking good on you, mate. For battering a wee guy for calling him a hun. Uh, I fuck it already. I gave him the vicky, taking the piss at him. We, we did slag his mullet. We did slag his hair. Like he got it. He got it stinking. I suppose. Um, so like I know I can. I can. I don't know. What 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 does that say about you? <laughs> you hate children. I don't know. <laughs> well, and it, see, years ago, right? <laughs> I was in with a bad crowd for a wee while and it didn't last for very long but we were walking through a street in Bishop Briggs and it was a fancy street and this stupid cunt that I was with hit a window with a stone uh-huh. right and I was just like what are you doing mate we had to run right that's just no me that's never been me and the two guys that lived in the house ran out and caught us and 
the caught us in Bishop Briggs Park, and the guy never really punched us, right? He grabbed us by my, my shirt. I'm looking back now, he never really... Aye. It was a, uh-huh. a, a wee slap, uh-huh. right? But obviously, I'm 13 and I fucking hit the deck, like, I've been <laughs> shot. And then I phoned my brother, my brother Martin, and I was like, ah, this guy's done this, I want you to do him in. And he's like, well, what happened? I told him the truth. And he's like, ah, you he's one day with a stone. I was like, ah, aye. And he's like, ah, well, you fucking deserved it then. Aye, I know, mate. I was like, oh. Wow. See, aye, mate. Like, I, oh, mate. I can remember I was, I was fighting with a wee guy. Maybe like, see that way as well when you're young? How funny is this? The guy was like six months younger than me. But see, because he was in like the year below me at school, people, do you know what I mean? You're like 13 and they're like 12 people are like, ah, you're any older. Like you're fucking 40 and you're battering a, like a wee boy, do you know what I mean? And you're fucking same age. But I was fighting with this wee guy. He started that actually. Um, he, he, we were playing football and he fucking, whatever, he fucking flung something at me. And I started fighting with him and, and I was battering him. But his mom and dad, it was like in the back gardens where his mom and dad could see like us playing football and he's dark him down fucking properly started square going with me like try to fight with me i thought he, i can remember seeing his dad sort of like back and half and thinking oh his dad's just gonna come down and split up but and his dad fucking had a swing at me and all that man wow and i went home to my dad and was telling what happened and my dad was pure aye what what you fucking want me to do about it do you know what i mean and then the guy made a big mistake he then came to my door and then my dad was just pure fucking... I don't know why. Why would... I went home and tell him, like, I was fighting with Scott, and then his dad came out, and, like, he didn't punch me. He had a swing at me, and he missed, and I, like, bolted him. My dad was like, well, you fucking... You're causing bother. Like, don't be fucking causing bother But he's doing. And then the door went, and he was pure... That fucking better no be him. I don't know why that was the line that the guy came at the door but the fucking <laughs> cunt go it man the guy was pure and my dad was like yeah fucking having a swing when the guy was shitting himself and backing away but see if i'd ever went home and said somebody like i fucking done the barras asked do you remember the i've maybe told us before the rave tapes i don't think you have mate have i know no so i went through a wee period ruin about Eight to ten, where I was a wee bit of a shoplifter. Oh, aye. Where I would like steal sweeties, and um, be good in the forge and steal like a toy. Like it was, it it was basically my big sister. My big sister started shoplifting with her pals and was like, "Tis it's fucking brilliant, man! You get free stuff." Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, Ooh, that wee guy. So I went through a wee bit where I was a klepto and I used to go and steal shit. Um, and one time I tried to steal a rave tape out of the barras. So I had this like umbro jacket. It was like a football manager's jacket, but inside it was like a fleecy bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it had like this bit of the jumper and then the jacket came out of the top of it. So I could put stuff up into the elastic bit and I could do that and it wouldn't fall out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I used to do that and I got this tape and I fucking put it up my my, my fucking, into my, my elastic bit. I went to walk away, but they had this system with elastic bands where if they took a tape out, they twisted the elastic band so that it tightened in. So the guy's seen me fucking about with the tapes, then he's noticed that the elastic band bit's loose, and mate, he fucking booted me up the arse, and I came right off my feet, man. Like, literally, like, like eight, nine, or ten-year-old. It was so sore, mate. Like, Oof. really, really fucking sore. I could not have told my dad that that happened. See if I'd have told my dad, 
I was shop I was out shoplifting in the barras and I get booted up the arse. My dad would have fucking knocked fuck out me, man. So I had to just be like walking about that. Like, <laughs> I slipped. <laughs> I, <swear> I, was, <laughs> I, I slipped and fell fucking hurt my arse. But I mate. Same sort of thing, man. See if I had went back, I mean, like, I've been causing trouble and somebody slapped me or the police fucking grip. Mate, my life would have been hell. Yeah. Absolute fucking hell. So it's wrong with kids these days. Aye, they need a good tanking. I've been, <laughs> I've been fucking, I remember when I used to jog, mate. You know, and I'm not saying all police are assholes, right? But some are fucking idiots. Aye, right? fuck, of course. So, I, I, when I used to, I used to jog all the time. And uh, we were out doing a wee 10k one night, me and my neighbour, years ago. And we were running through Bishy Park at night. And it's back when I used to take fat burners. So on an empty stomach, I was nearly spewing and I jumped into the bush and I spewed. But then I was like, fuck it, I need a push. And done a push. And as soon as I came out the bush, two police were there. What were you doing there? And I was like, sorry lads, man, I was fucking and choking for a pee, we're out for a jog. You've exposed yourself in a park. I was like, oh no, man. <laughs> me and my mate were stoning there in the park, mate. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do, mate? Do you want me to pee my pants? Mm -hmm. Who do you think you're talking to? All that type of shit, mate. And me and my mate just glanced at each other like, these cunts are like going to arrest us for the, uh -huh. the worst, like saying that we're fucking exposing uh -huh. ourselves in parks. Yep. And I was getting all lads, look say one more fucking word and you're getting done and i just had to stand there and take abuse off two coppers and then they were like fuck off no fuck off and we ran away and then as soon as i get to to the top of the park i was like i can't and <laughs> we just pure bust, <laughs> we bust into a fucking sprint <laughs> do you want an extra workout uh, you know, uh, you're fucking bastards but we go back to the street that night and i was because i've never really ever done anything like that i was uh, pure do you think those cameras and all that pure shit fuck man <laughs> fucking police man i have encountered a few bastard police in, in my time but yeah um again how'd you get home and blah i was drinking a can Seven a couple of cans of ten inch or the fourteen, do you know what I mean? And the police came and gave a shit. But yeah. I you do get them sometimes, they're a wee bit sort of power hungry. I remember one time it was quite a it was actually quite a liberating experience where I was like, ah, fuck man, can you do that? Like one of my mates was in a driving a motor, the police stopped the motor and the police came up and like, you know, he, he, I was like, You're not gonna wind your window down. He was like, No, fuck him. I was like, Okay, okay, how's this gonna go? The police came up and chapped the window and he went, What? And the police was like, roll your window down. He was like, no, nah, fuck off. And they got, honestly, mate, the police was like, ah. eh. And they went, would you stop me for? Nothing. And he was like, well, if it's nothing, then it, you can't, you're not allowed to fucking stop me, are you, you prick? And the guy was just pure, oh, um, um. they went, aye, fuck off, and just drove away. And wow. I was pure, what the fuck? And he was like, mate, my dad hates police, never, ever puts up with it. Like he's like, my, if my dad gets pulled out of the post, whatever, that's that's what he's always. That's what I've always seen. I've always seen my dad be like that. And I was like, you can't do that. And he's like, ah, you can. What are they gonna do? I was like, surely they can arrest you for. And he was like, for what? Calling him a prick? Like, Aye. no, they can't arrest you for that, mate. He's like, they need a reason. Like, I've not done anything. I'm not speeding. I'm not. He's like, they need a reason. 
They need they need a reason to stop you. They're not allowed to just stop and search a fucking motor. Like get that to fuck. No, just yeah. pure. Do you know about fair play, man? This was in the really early two thousands, so maybe laws have changed now that they can just fucking yeah. stop you or whatever. But my mate was pure calling him a prick. No, I was like uh, gobsmacked, like pure. Holy shit, man! Cause cause they're bored and you're young. Probably. Uh-huh. Ah, you're like fucking nineteen twenty or whatever. But I man, it was just pure. My dad's never ever took shit. You know no. what I mean? And I was like, ah, okay, fair enough, man. Just pure gave them dogs abuse until they left them alone. Can I can I share? I maybe maybe I'm oversharing here, right? Maybe I'll have a bit of oversharing here, don't we? I'm gonna be careful. I'm not gonna grass any of my mates, but we were going to a prodigy concert one night and my mate, my sober mate that was driving, every other cunt was out their nut, right? Ekies, it was like a Monday night, mate. Pro, the prodigy at the Exhibition Center. Yeah. And my mates were out their bin and some of them were taking gear in the back of the car mm-hmm. on a CD case. But see, because I'm crippled with fucking ADHD or whatever it is, I could never fully enjoy the moment. I always think we're going to get caught, we're going to get into trouble or anything like that. And one of my pal was taking gear off a CD case and he put it in the side of the door and you could visibly see coke on it. <laughs> right, yeah, I... And I was just like looking at it like totally like uh, <laughs> I, yeah I love this song so grabbed the CD case and I cleaned it and just put it back blue lights police pull us there and they were like what he's up to and all over at the Prodigy concert and my, every other cunt is out or bin apart from the driver and they were just like oh I'm sure if we gave you a drug test you'll probably fail like kind of laughing and all that and then the female police was like picking up see the CD cases. Uh-huh. Oh my God, man. She started wow. picking them up and like looking at the CD cases. And uh, we got away with it that night, man. Big, see my mate, I know one of my mates was sitting in the back seat like that. <laughs> <laughs> like literally like a goblin. I was like, wow. how the fuck? Did you get away with it? Aye. Just pure dodged a bullet. Aye, man. And then you think, what, what would happen if we did get caught there? I mean, I was just in the passenger seat, so... Fuck like, all with you. He'd have lost his license. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's fucking mad, isn't it? How you just skim it and you just... Aye. You just... You're lucky, man. Aye. Similarly, like, we're talking there, man. I've had a couple encounters with police that's been... You've been like, oh, no. Like, there's one time... You think, how stupid can you be? We were sitting in a motor. It was when I was working at McDonald's. One of the guys that worked at McDonald's had, like, a wee Volkswagen Golf or a Polo or something. We jumped in it. We went to, uh, up to, where were we? In Deniston somewhere. We just parked up and started smoking doobies. And then the next minute, fucking police motor. What he's doing? Oh, clear. I mean, it must have fucking just been like, do you know what I mean? Smoke coming out the fucking motor. And they were just like, get to fuck. Do you know what I mean? They weren't there like, they were just like, guys, just fuck off. Wow. And we were like, we will, we will. And we like, right, away he's go. So you do get ones that are like, you know, sound and a couple of fucking students in a motor smoking a joint, do you know what I mean? And they're going to be causing trouble, they're going to be going about, are they fucked, do you know what I mean? And you're fucking sitting listening to fucking tunes, do you know what I mean? But, yeah. I man, mental. It's mental that, you, do you know what I mean? Because cunts are like, ah, you're pure paranoid and you're pure anxiety and all that, and then you literally stopped cunt. I mean, cocaine's a class A drug, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cunts could go to jail. yeah. Yeah, mate, hundreds of shit like that's happened. Uh, that's probably one of the reasons why I'm sober as well, because like never really 
being able to enjoy it, always feeling like something bad's going to happen. And then, you know, over the process of a long time, I'm just like, this is fucking miserable. Aye. Like, I fucking hate this. That's like, sad. even sitting in house parties thinking, it's too loud. They're going to, neighbours are going to phone the police and that. And the cunts are like, shut up, mate. And I'd, a lot of the times I'd be right. Aye, of like, course you would. Of course you would, mate. Uh, that's it. I mean, I've been in, I was in a house party once in Mary Hill and it was like a booty. I can remember talking, one of my mates was like, this house party is amazing. And I was like, it's too good. Like you're saying, it was like ah, what? And I was like, "Pause, I got to turn up and fucking telling you." It was just about to be one of the pure amazing house parties. The tunes were pumping, everybody was fucking on it, and it was pure boom, boom, boom. I was like, I'll fucking tell you, but I'm pretty sure, like they walked into the living room and there was a guy like that. Oh my god! You know what I mean? And somebody like that, like we had joined, and it was just pure everybody. They weren't there like searching people, busting people. They were just like, get your stuff and get out. And we'd just, everybody just go to fuck. Do you know what I mean? Aye. But aye, the day they get too good, didn't they? Like, this should have been, this should have been a pub. This shouldn't have been a fucking house. <laughs> aye. But no, I'm with you, mate. Like, that on Saturday night, that, that amount of drinking, that excessive drinking, and that's a once a year. Yeah. I've no drank like that all year. I'll no drink like that for a bit a while, man. Like I said, it's. Fucking four days later, man, it's not worth it. No. It is not fucking worth it to feel good. Do you know what I mean? And to like have a buzz or whatever. It just weddings and you know big occasions. You you've you don't have to do it. I think that's nonsense, isn't it? That's what you'll tell yourself. But I wanted to. Do you know what I mean? It's one of the ones. But aye, I won't be drinking for a while, mate. My stomach's been fucked all week. And aye, man. Fuck yeah. It. Fuck bevy. Well, if you come to the funny bunch, mate. On Sunday the 17th. I'll be there, mate, 100%. I've got it in the diary, I'm sure. That will be... That's my sober birthday as well, the 17th of December. So why oh. don't you come and watch me relapse in front of <laughs> 100... <laughs> 130 people? <laughs> that's brilliant. I am going to put that in the diary right now, actually. The funny bunch. Who else is on apart from Larry Dean? Um... In the middle, Sean Chalmers and a Romanian female comedian called Gina. I can't I can't pronounce her surname. And opener, I've not got an opener yet. I'm going to leave it open for maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Get somebody. Maybe you should do it. I mean, I... Maybe you should. What, what is your opener day? 10? F 15. 15. 15 to 20, maybe. So, aye, I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're up there. That's yeah. us at the hour. An hour and seven minutes. An hour and seven minutes. Episode also, 100. I'm growing the beard back, mate. Aye. For the honeys. I don't want it. I don't like it. But the babes. <laughs> they're telling you. I'm fucking scunnered with them, man. They're, they're calling. I am sickened with them, honestly. Just going to leave me alone. <laughs> um, right that was episode 100 time is up ladies and gentlemen thank you very much see you at the sunny the sunny bunch the funny bunch on the 17th of December back on side gaze a 5 star review on Spotify or Apple podcasts spread the word if you enjoy it if you enjoy this podcast tell your friends because nobody else has the numbers are going well and it's going good but fucking share the love man uh, Paul, thank you very much. And A pleasure as always. What is this?
This is a 29. Five. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Suck your spunk for ADHD meds, please. Spunk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.